Welcome to the Elevate Life Church podcast of the week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit elevatelife.com. Hey, Elevate Life, let's put our hand over our heart and make our declarations. Come on, say it with me. I am who God says I am, a child of God, the righteousness of God. I am the apple of God's eye. I am God's workmanship, created for good works, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, I open up my mind to receive the Word of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up holy hands. Come on, say it with me. Come, Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. Amen? Yes! So glad you guys are here. This is the second week of our Staycation series, and this is always such a fun time. Of course, we are in the middle of summer, and I just hope you have the greatest summer of your life, and I hope that you'll make the Staycation series and Elevate Life Church your family of choice, that you'll make this a part of your vacation as well. So again, we're so excited for those of you that are here live, and also for those that are watching on the internet and television. So I'm talking about a subject that is one of the most important subjects I think that I could ever teach on. In fact, it's so important that uh, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited to even really teach on it outside my mastermind. I've taught some of the people who are part of my CEO masterminds. I've taught some of this in the context of, of that environment, because it really is, it's a very deep subject, but yet I'm gonna, I'm gonna simplify it for all of us. But the subject is rhythm, rhythm. Um, I teach about rhythm versus routine. A lot of people, their life is filled with routine, uh, but they're out of rhythm. And in fact, most people, they look at their daily routines and it's kind of the tail wagging the dog rather than realizing that we all have a rhythm and we need to strive to build our routines around our rhythm so that our routine doesn't get us outside of our rhythm. And, and I'm going to be teaching on this uh, in August. In fact, it's going to be a series called The Rhythm of Life. And it's so important because the number one killer in the United States of America is heart disease. And why is that? It's because people's hearts get out of rhythm. You know, somebody, their heart doesn't get out of rhythm just because they've eaten bad, although that could be a part of heart disease. Uh, But your, your heart gets out of rhythm or in arrhythmia because of your life being out of rhythm. And while doctors don't necessarily talk a lot about that. They'll just say, oh, it's stress or something's caused your heart to get out of rhythm. The fact is your heart has a rhythm, your body has a rhythm, your life has a rhythm. And again, I'm going to speak um, going into the fall. I'm gonna talk about the rhythm of life, but I wanted to introduce it during this staycation series because really our vacations, our sila need to be a part of our rhythm. and um, But anyway, I want to talk about finding your rhythm. Finding your rhythm. And your rhythm of life is your way of life. 
you create a better rhythm and you create a better life. So everybody has a rhythm of life, but they may not realize that they have a rhythm of life. They've chosen a rhythm of life, whether they realize it or not, it's by default or by design. And I'm gonna just introduce this concept because I wanna help you find your rhythm. So what is rhythm? Take a look at your notes. Rhythm is the choreography of your life to the beat of your heart. It is a divine understanding that God has a plan and you're a part of that plan. He has a purpose for why you were born and your rhythm is to live knowing that your life has meaning and purpose. You know what's interesting about that is that when I did this study uh, last year on the Blue Zones, and actually not only read the Blue Zones book, but began, I've, I've always, it's, it's always been intriguing to me in my adult life about uh, anti-aging. In other words, can you reverse the aging process? Uh, and, uh, and the fact is, we know we can't. You know, there is no magic Ponce de Leon, um, you know, sort of young river that we can find and, uh, and, and turn, turn back turn back the time, uh, you know, even share things about it. If I could turn back time, I mean, if I could turn back time, but I, I, I do want to grow old well. I do want to grow old gracefully, maybe, maybe another word, gratefully. And, uh, and just because you get older doesn't mean that things have to get worse. I think you can get older and things get better in Jesus' name. But in this last study that I did on the Blue Zones, the seven different places around the world where people are living uh, beyond 100 and living beyond 100 healthy, what was really interesting to me is that all of them attached meaning and purpose to their longevity. In other words, as long as there was a meaning for their life, as long as there was purpose in their life, then they had a reason to live. And the truth is a lot of people die because they don't have meaning and they don't have purpose. So again, your rhythm is understanding why you were born and your rhythm is to live knowing that life has meaning and purpose. It is the synchronicity of your spirit, soul, and body. Your rhythm is a synchronicity of your spirit, soul, and body. We're not just body people. We're not just soul people, emotional people, but we're spiritual beings. And what's so significant about that, I want to just say this personally for me, is that, that when, I, when I exercise uh, on the exercise bike, in other words, when I do my cardio, I'm also taking that time to worship. And so that's the one time, that's a part of the rhythm of my life. It's not a part of my routine because a routine would say, well, I'm going to ride my exercise bike at three o'clock. So it's not my routine, it's my rhythm, uh, my physical, part of my physical rhythm to ride the exercise bike. But this is what's amazing, is while it's, it's, it's high interval intensive training, high intensity interval training, uh, and I use it for that, the fact is I'm combining spirit, soul, and body in a 30 minute to an hour time period to worship God. I have worship music on. I'm exercising my body, and at the same time, the Bible says that, that, that we can be refreshed. There can be times of refreshing, and I know for me, uh, physiologically, but it's also been proven by science that, that aerobic activity actually awakens gray 
matter in the brain. It awakens parts of your brain that have never been utilized before. So again, for me, that's one, one way that I can have synchronicity or synchronization every day as a part of my rhythm of life is I do cardio. It's affecting me physically. It's refreshing me while it's, while it's also causing me to expend energy. It's giving me energy and, and it's establishing a rhythm between my spirit, soul, and body because I use it as a time to worship. So again, rhythm is discovering who you are and developing the best version of yourself as possible. It is knowing what you want and aligning the best version of you with your highest and best use. And again, it's, it's a way of thinking that most people don't even think about aligning the best version of who they are with their best and highest use. But you have rhythm when that happens. You have rhythm when you're working on your highest purpose. And the highest purpose that you can have is to be the best you you can be, the best version of you that you can be, not better than somebody else, but the best you you can be. And as you develop that mentality, as you develop that spirit, as you develop that heart, something very powerful happens. And that is you start to discover what your best and highest use is. Some people never know what their best and highest use is because they're never working on their highest purpose, which is the best version of themselves. So again, it's a secret. It's a secret. A lot of people just think, I just want to get a job. I want to make as much money as I can make. And, and then my life is just going to be awesome. You know, it's like a, a, a businessman who was on vacation one time and in the middle of the day, he saw a guy coming, uh, you know, he's at this beautiful uh, sort of resort and beach area, and he saw a guy coming in on a boat <clears throat> with his fish, and it was before noon, and so he was intrigued. This was a, a Harvard MBA guy and very high-level business guy, so he's thinking about, man, this guy's, you know, he's in his boat by himself. He's coming into shore probably went out early this morning. I'm just going to talk to him. So he goes up, he says, he says, how are you today? He said, man, I'm great. He said, I've, uh, I've caught all the fish that I need uh, for today for my family. And uh, he said, uh, he said, well, you mean that's what you were doing? You're actually, he goes, yeah, because I'm going to sell some of this fish. This fish is also going to feed my family and I'm done for the day and it's only 12 o'clock. I'm, I'm going to go have lunch. And so the Harvard business, MBA business guy said, hey, I can help you with that. He said, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. He said, just think. He said, I can help you with a business plan. I can help you not only do one boat, but I can help you do two boats. And he goes, well, why would I do that? And he, and, and he said, and, and not only get two boats, but then you can actually help the economy around here because you could put some people to work that need to work. And then you can have three boats, four boats. And then as it began to really flourish, you could actually, um, you know, take this, take this operation, sell it to somebody, and, uh, and make you a, a lot of money. And the, the fisherman said, why would I want to do that? And he said, but not only that, then you could move to New York, and you could, you could actually use that template and use that model to set up these type of fishing organizations all over the world, and you could pick communities like this, vacation communities, and you could put people to work, and it would be absolutely awesome. And then you could make that, I could show you how you could make that valuable, where you could sell that and uh, have millions of dollars. And the, fish, the fisherman said, well, why would I do that? And all of a sudden, the, 
well, first of all, he said, well, how long would that take me? He said, listen, I could put you on a 20-year plan, and on a 20-year plan, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what you'd be able to do. And he said, well, why would I want to do that? And all of a sudden, the Harvard business guy says, so you could come back here and have you a boat and go out and catch you some fish and be done by noon, spend time with your family, do whatever it is that you want. And both of them smiled at each other and the Harvard business guy walked away. Rhythm, rhythm. So many people are out of rhythm, why? Because they're not working on the best version of themselves and therefore they never discover their best and highest use and the tail is wagging the dog and they're always chasing a dream because they don't realize today is a dream. I said today is a dream. Let's continue. Rhythm is the confluence of all of your relationships, past, present, and future, and your choice to use your influence and how you will be influenced by those relationships. Wow. You say, what does that mean? Henry David Thoreau said it best when he said, you're a part of all that you meet. And everybody that you meet, there's an influence that you have. There's an influence of uh, you can smile or you can frown. There's an influence of you can be at peace or there's strife in your life. There's an influence of you utilizing your fingerprint that nobody else has and leave an imprint that nobody else can leave and that you actually become an energy producer in people's lives or an energy demander. You see, the truth is your rhythm is the confluence of your past, present, and relationships that you choose to utilize the influence, the glory of God that's in you to impact those relationships, to have intimacy in those relationships, or you just go from relationship to relationship to relationship, being the way you've always been, getting what you've always got, and your life never gets better because you never get better. There's a whole lot to that. It is a divine awareness. What is your rhythm of who you are and that you have a heartbeat that is meant to beat in tune with others. Do you know that you have a heartbeat that is meant to beat in tune with others? That's what happens when you fall in love. When you fall in love, you're, you're, people don't realize this, but your hearts are actually beating to the same beat. In other words, you're feeling the same thing. Boo-boo, boo-boo, boo-boo. You're... You're feeling heart to heart. You're talking heart to heart. Did you know that the first sound you ever heard was the beat of your mother's heart? And the last sound you'll ever hear is your own heartbeat? Rhythm. We, we don't think about it. But the first awareness that you have is the heartbeat. Boop, 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 boop. The heartbeat of your mom. And then you come from your mother's womb and guess what the rest of your life is? Do I connect with this person? Does my heart beat with theirs? Is this person my friend? Is this person somebody I can marry? Is this person somebody I wanna do life with? Is this person I wanna do some business with? It's all about rhythm. It's all about heartbeat. And God wants us to learn that rhythm is very important. You see, you find your rhythm when your heart beats for what God's heart beats for. In other words, when I choose to 
to align my heartbeat with God's, that's when I begin to find my rhythm. When I choose to say, God, what is your heartbeat for? His heartbeat's for the lost. Do I care about the lost? His heart beats for those that are hungry. Do I care about people that are hungry? His heart beats for those that are hurting. Do I care about hurting people? His heart beats for a world that desperately needs love, acceptance, forgiveness, honor, mercy. But too often times, our heart beats with judgment. Our heart beats with negativity, not positivity. Our heart beats with hurt, not health. And so we're not making the world better because we haven't aligned our heartbeat with God. Would you align your heartbeat with God today? Would you say, God, what is your heartbeat for? In fact, right now, just close your eyes. God, what is your heartbeat for that my heart needs to beat for? Show me right now. Can I tell you, your heart, God's heart beats for your marriage. Does your heart beat for your marriage? God's heart beats for your spouse. He's God's son or she's God's daughter. God's heart beats for your children. But God's heart beats for the family of God. Does your heart beat for the family of God? Are you serving? Are you serving somewhere? Because if your heart beats for God's family, you'll be serving God's family. You won't just be dragging in, coming in late, coming into church. No, if your heart beats for what God's heart beats for, you'll know that what a privilege it is together, together in this place. The Bible says, how awesome is this place? It's the house of God. It's the gateway of heaven. And when you come into this place, guess what you do? You don't just take, but you give. You don't just receive, but you give. And Jesus said, it's more blessed for you to give than it is to receive. So much about rhythm. You find your rhythm when you align your heartbeat and what you value with other whose whose hearts beat the same thing you value. You see, that's what transcends love. Listen to me. I've been married a long time. I love Sheila. But the truth is, my heart beats with Sheila, Pastor Sheila, because we both value the same things. The people that I get to, capital letters, do life with, are not people that we just get along, we just get along better than everybody else, but people who value the same things. I taught years ago, uh, and several people have taught this, but, but that in your life you'll have, you'll have comrades, constituents, and confidants. Comrades, constituents, and confidants. Comrades are people that are for you because of what you're for. And then you've got constituents that are for you because they're for what you're for. In other words, they're with you because of what you're for. Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah, I'm for you. So that's, that's politics, right? Like we're, we're I'm, I'm for what you're for. But then there's, there's confidants. You know what confidants are? They're people that are for you no matter what. Very rare. My best friends are confidants. You know why they're confidants? Because the rhythm of our heart is, I'm for you no matter what. Years ago, I told my best friend, Scott Uncleback, I said, you know what? No matter what, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm for you. No matter what happens in business, I'm for you. No matter what happens between you and your wife, I'm for you. No matter what happens, I'm for you. You see, God wants us to be those kind of people. Why? Because it sets the rhythm in our life. 
Rhythm happens when your think-be-do align to produce the have that you ultimately want to have. When your think-be-do, when how I think determines truly how I be and how I be truly determines what I do and then I'm producing what it is in my life that I want to have. You see, there's this, there's this thing called wants and needs and all of us have wants and all of us have needs. But when our wants and needs marry, in other words, when there's rhythm, my wants and my needs will be aligned. So many people in life, they're, they're, they're focused on their, their real needs and all of us have real needs. But then how do I balance my real needs based on what I want? How do I figure that out? That's called rhythm. You see, rhythm in life happens when you choose to live your life by design and not by default. It's not just whatever happens. No, I'm making things happen. It's not just I'm waiting on the rain. I'm a rainmaker. Come on. It's not just that I need a miracle. I'm a miracle worker. That's what God's called us to be. In other words, when we get the focus off of what my need is, watch this now, and I really align my heartbeat with what God's heart beats for, and there's a rhythm that's going, all of a sudden God says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus concerning you. So powerful. In other words, my needs are met as I meet the needs of others. I love that. You see, rhythm of life happens when you trust in the Lord with all your heart and you don't lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, you acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Rhythm is knowing and believing that at the end of the day, the season, the relationship, the job, or any transition that takes place in our lives, that God will work all things together for our good and that it is the will of God that our rhythm of life produce health, balance, and growth. Come on, somebody put your hands together for that. That's rhythm. Too often times we get so upset when there's a broken relationship. We get so upset when there's a transition. We get so upset and we're out of rhythm when we're emotionally governed like that. God has called your spirit to lead your emotions, not your emotions to lead your spirit. It gets you out of rhythm when your emotions come before your spirit. It gets you out of rhythm when your body, the focus of your body and what you want, uh, is more important than what God wants for your life. So I wanna close by saying this in your notes, take a look at it. Everything starts and stops with the beat of your heart. Everything. Your life started with your heartbeat. Did start with your brain working, it started with your heartbeat. And your life will stop, not when your brain stops working. You can, you can still live and your brain not work right. But your life will stop when your heart stops beating. So let's take a look at it, because this is where rhythm starts. God wants all of your heart. He doesn't want some of your heart. He wants all of your heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we already said it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is where it starts. Trust. Trust is not something you give God or you give people because they deserve it. Trust is a gift you give because what's, it helps establish your rhythm. Trust. I trust. I believe the best even when the worst has been displayed. I trust people want the best for me. But even if they don't, I trust God does. So I trust in him with all my heart. Why? Because people that, 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 I, that lose my trust or people that break my trust, guess what? It won't break me because I trust in God with all my heart. And lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him. God wants all of your heart. And this is a big deal. And let me just tell you, here's why. Because whatever you're in, God wants you to be all in. I've got a copy of my book, Your Divine Fingerprint. And I know many of you have it, but if you don't, I encourage you to get it. 
It's available in the bookstore. It's available in Barnes & Noble. It's available on Amazon. And in chapter 9, I talk about your winning edge. You see, whatever you're in, God wants you to be all in. If you're in a marriage, be all in it. If you're in a friendship, be all in it. Don't let anything get you out of it. If you're in a job, be all in it. No matter what it is, if you're in it, be all in it. And that's what trusting in God with all of our heart teaches us, to be all in people. Here's what the Bible, or not the Bible, but here's what in my book it says. I wrote this. It's, it's are you all in? All in, what does it mean? Two small words, but they're essential to the dream. You can talk all in or you can be all in, but one thing is for sure, there's only one way you can win. All in is more than theoretical. You can talk it, you can say it, and even sound poetical. But all in means just what it means. Being all in makes a dream the dream. You can't be all in and be by yourself. It takes more than you to get a dream off the shelf. You have to have people whom you invest yourself in. You see, you're, if you're not all in without people, you need people to win. All in is about you being the best you can be. It's not about you if it's what's in it for me. It's about sacrificing what you thought it would be. By being all in, you discover your true me. All in will awaken the strong and reveal the weak. It'll introduce you to yourself what you're not and what you seek. Until you're all in, you'll never know the depth of what you have in you that you didn't know you had left. All in is a commitment to go where you've never been. It's about the right people in the right places doing the right things to win. All in, what does it mean? It's doing whatever it takes to make a dream the dream. God wants all your heart because he wants you to be all in. But he also wants all your heart, listen to this, because your heart is going to be broken. First of all, let me say I'm so sorry today if your heart's been broken. And if you're watching this, if you're listening to me, like me, I'm standing in front of you today that my heart's been broken. For all of us, our hearts are going to be broken. Why does God want all of your heart? Listen very carefully now. The Bible says in Psalms 34, 18, because the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. God wants all of your heart because he knows your heart's going to be broken. But if he has all your heart, how can somebody keep your heart broken when God's the one that has all of it? And he can heal your heart. But he can't heal your heart until you give him all your heart. Here's another thing. Everything starts and stops with your heart. You've got to guard and guide your heart. The Bible says it this way. Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else. Guard your heart for it determines the course of your life. I want to say it a different way. The rhythm of your life. Your heart will determine the rhythm of your life. Some people have to get a pacemaker because their rhythm is off. Guard your heart. Guard your heart spiritually, guard your heart emotionally, guard your heart physically. Because everything you do, the Bible says in the NIV translation, flows from it. Keep your heart with all diligence, the New King James Version says, for out of it spring the issues of life. Do you have any issues today? I'm still working through some. How about y'all? Come on, are you working through some issues? The Bible says guard your heart. Why? Because your issues are your issues. It's not what they did, not what they said, not what happened, not what was unfair, not what should have never happened. No, your issues are your issues, and it's a picture that there's pieces of your heart that you haven't given to God. Another interpretation of this scripture I wrote, and it would be this, guard your rhythm, your heart. 
who and what you give your heart to. For your rhythm makes everything flow like it's supposed to. It is the well of your soul that is the reservoir for your ability to bring wellness to others and thus fulfill and stay on purpose in your life. Force everything to adapt to your rhythm so that you alleviate issues in others and do not have issues yourself. Stay in your flow. Guard your heart. Guide your heart. You can do it. The Bible says for you to do it. Now, if you give God all your heart, then you can guard your heart because you've given it to God. So don't let other people take pieces of your heart. If people decide to leave your life, don't let them take your heart with them. Just know some friends are for a reason, some are for a season, and some are for a lifetime. Guard your heart. Guide your heart. Then the Bible goes on to say this too, and I love this because it's so important. And that is Philippians 4, 7 says this, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7, it's so important. Peace is so important. Guess what, if I'm laying in bed and my heart's out of rhythm, I've seen situations where pacemakers actually shock people and it literally shocks them. A pacemaker that goes wrong and they have to come and literally put a magnet on it well, what is the magnet? It's rhythm. The magnet establishes the rhythm even for a pacemaker. Sometimes when you're laying there and you're sleepless, sometimes when you're laying there and you're restless, sometimes when you're laying there and your heart is racing, sometimes when stuff has happened, why don't you put the magnet of the word of God right on your heart and say, God, you know what? Right now, I turn into you. Right now, I give you my heart. Right now, I'm not gonna hold anything back. Why? Because It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You can't understand why they said what they said. You can't understand why they did what they did. You can't understand why it happened the way it happened. But God says, you know what? Just like in the physical, when a pacemaker's out out of sync, they can put a magnet on it to help it get back. Put the magnet of the Word of God. Get your heart back in beat with the Word of God. And guess what? He will give you peace, and it will override everything else in your life. Somebody put a big amen on that and a hand clap in Jesus' name. And then you need to guard and guide your heart because you need to understand God wants you to have a healthy heart. God wants you to have a healthy heart. Proverbs 3, 7, and 8 said, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, honor God, and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Come on, everybody put your arms up. Come on, male, female, everybody in this place, and just go like this. Mm. Come on, do it, do it. Mm. What are you doing? You know what you're saying? I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm strong in the Lord. Somebody saw uh, me and... Uh, somebody flexed, and they wanted a picture in the lobby the other day. I said, why do men always have to do that? Why do they always got to flex their muscles? Can I tell you something? God wants you to flex your muscles. God wants you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And you know what? When we guard and we guide our heart, we got to always remember what the Bible said. Jesus said this himself, Matthew 621, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. So can I just encourage you to do something? Can I encourage you to remember that your heart is a follower and you've got to lead your heart? You know what the world will tell you? Follow your heart. No, don't. Don't follow your heart. God never says follow your heart. He says follow me and give me all your heart and then you guard and you guide your heart. 
You guide your heart and guard your heart with the peace of God. In other words, you guide and you guard your heart, not because you understand everything, but because you trust God in all things. It's so important. Please believe me when I tell you, God did not create your heart to lead you because your heart will lead you right into a heart attack. God created your heart to follow what you treasure. Would you treasure what God treasures? Would you decide, God, I want my heart to beat for what your heart beats for? Because where your treasure is, what you decide is important is what your heart will follow. Why don't you decide to follow God today? Why don't you decide to put God first today with your finances so you quit worrying about your finances? You quit worrying about your money. You quit being in fear about what's gonna happen in the economy. You put God first, and here's what he says. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, all these things will be added unto you. The Bible also says that, you know what, don't rob God in tithes and offerings, not just your first fruits. Some of you may be here and you may be robbing God with your tithes and your first fruits. That's the double whammy. He says, you got to prove me in this. Give me something to work with here. Prove me in this and see if I won't open the windows of heaven over your life and pour out blessings on you that you cannot contain. And by the way, I will rebuke the devourer, Satan himself, on your behalf. In the name of Jesus, I speak over your life that as you put God first, as you treasure what God treasures, he's going to open the windows of heaven. You're going to prove God in your life, and you're going to see the hand of God on your life like never before. Come on, put a big hand clap on that. And then I want to close just by saying this. God wants you to have a healthy heart. Remember, everything begins and everything ends with the heart. He wants you to have a healthy heart. And in having a healthy heart, David said it like this. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me into the way of everlasting. God, I want you to lead me, not my heart lead me. God, you search my heart and make my heart right with you. God wants you to have a healthy heart. He desires for you to have a healthy heart. So here's the last thing. If everything begins and ends with the heart, here's what I want to encourage you with. Desire in your heart what God wants for you because he wants the best for you. Don't just want for you what you want for you. In fact, everybody just say this out loud with me. Say, God, I want for me what you want for me. Only you can decide that. Don't want what you want, want what God wants. Psalms 37, 4 and 5 says it this way. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. In other words, delight yourself in God. Say, God, you know what? I just need to... I just need you to come into my heart. I need you to be Lord of every area of my life. And today, if you've, if you've been watching this and if you've been listening to this, can I just encourage you, one of the greatest things you can do right now is give God all of your heart. Would you just bow your heads with me just for a second? It's all across this place, and those of you that are watching, you can, wherever you are, maybe you're driving along watching this. Maybe you're watching later the podcast. Maybe you're watching it in jail. Maybe you're watching it on a vacation. Would you just give God all of your heart right now? Don't hold anything back. And if you're brokenhearted today, if you'll give God all of your heart, he'll heal your broken heart too. Just pray this with me. Say, God, I need you. I want what you want for my life, and I give you my life. I give you my past. 
I give you my present. I give you my future. I give you my friendships. I give you all my relationships. I give you every area of my life. But most importantly, I give you all my heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make my heart healthy. I want the peace of God in my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that your heart beats for me. And help me always to be aware that my heart needs to and can beat with your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So glad you were here today. So glad you prayed that prayer. And I want all of you to give those people that prayed that prayer a gigantic hand. We've got something that we want to give you. We just love you so much. And uh, they're coming right now to, to give you an opportunity just to take the next step that you need to take. I love you guys very much. And remember this, we're going to find our rhythm. And it starts with creating a new rhythm by giving our whole heart to God. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure and visit elevatelife.com for other exciting new content from Elevate Life Church.